The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Hey, come to you live on tape on this Sunday, December 11th, 2022, week 14 of the NFL season. Only a couple of weeks left in the books. Probably, if you're like most people, this is your final week of fantasy football, regular season that is. So today is the make or break day for a lot of people's prize pool hopes. And unfortunately, with the screwy schedule that they did this year, and I don't remember, Chris, was it the same thing last year where there are six teams on buys? Six teams! I don't remember that. I, You know, I should have looked it up, and I just, you know, all week I was like, was it that, that, that way last year? And I just never looked it up, but God... What a shit situation for fantasy footballers trying to get into the postseason here. Now, most of the teams on bye are kind of eh. You know, Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, Washington. But, I mean, within there, you've got Justin Fields, who was on a tear. You've got uh, Chris Olave, who's had an okay year. You have Aaron Rodgers, who some people were starting for a while. Along with Christian Watson, who was on a tear for Green Bay. Uh, David Montgomery, number one starting running back for a lot of people. Uh, Atlanta, is there anybody in Atlanta? Not really, right? Well, well defensive, if you play IDP. Um, I had Rashawn, Rashawn Evans. Evans. Oh, man, that, that was a killer to lose him this week. He's He sucked on um, – well, he didn't suck, but he was just in a committee on Tennessee. Monster year. For so long, yeah, he's he's doing really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, outside of who you named on, I mean, on the defensive side, some people are... Oh, are Scary starting. Terry. Scary Terry. I forgot about him. Although he yeah. hasn't had a great year. No, he's done all right. Brian but Robinson's the, the, been good, like, two over the past three. The rookie from uh, the rookie from Atlanta, the receiver, he's starting to, he was starting to heat up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, Pitts went out, and so London started to percolate a little bit, right? Now, uh, yeah. you know... Uh, and they're going to Ritter next week. So you'll get to see if that changes the overall offensive production, at least through the air. And unfortunately for people that were kind of relying on London, you're going to have to throw the dice week one of the playoffs if you're actually playing him, which is probably a no. But you're going to have to throw the dice on a new quarterback in the first week of the playoffs, which is like, who wants it to took him. It took them 12 weeks to figure out they didn't want Marcus Mariota as their starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, what, what the hell are you guys doing? I, I, you know, enough, enough. I, I don't know, man. Well, I, just... I think they just knew it was a toss-away year. They went with Mariota to see if they could do something, you know, and then what happened was they had this offensive run game that was netting them some wins. Tampa Bay started to tank, so all of a sudden they were like a live dog to win that division. And then over the past couple of weeks, everything normalized, and they went south. 
And now Tampa Bay, even though they stink, have settled in here as the favorite for the NFC South. And so now why bother with the Mariota experiment anymore, right? Might as well just kick it in the curb yeah. and start moving toward the, <clears throat> start moving toward the future. Well, I mean, regardless of Tom Brady, like they just they had that team has the most talent on it by far. Are you talking? You're talking about the Bucks in the South? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, you have Brady under center, which is the best situation <clears throat> of all of those teams, and then they have a defense that still has a ton of talent and an offense that still has a ton of talent. But if you watch them play, they just are not putting any of it together on a whole in 2022. It just hasn't happened. And did you watch the Monday night game last week? Well, that was last week, right? The one where yeah, Brady yeah, I watched back. the whole thing. Yep, a phenomenal comeback by Brady. Why did it have to come down to that? That's my question. It never should have come down to that. Well, was that Sunday night football? It was Sunday night football. It was Sunday night football? Monday night football was no, uh, no, that was Monday night, right? When did the Raiders lose? Raiders lost on Thur- Thursday. Thurs- yeah. So maybe, yeah, it was Monday night. Yeah. It was Monday night because the Sunday night game was uh, Cowboys-Colts. It was that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was Cowboys-Colts. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, we digress. A, a crazy week uh, 16 here, or week 16. Jesus, this is where I'm going. Week 14 here in the NFL season. And so we're going to do an abbreviated broken helmet here because we are against the clock. Uh, both Chris and I have stuff we've got to get done. So we'll just punt on the typical four down structure that we usually put here for our gambling show. And we'll just go with a straight down the line, uh, you know, and then we'll do our picks at the end. So what do you say, Chris? You ready to kick it off or what? Let's, let's do it. All right. So here we go. We will start off with the 1 o'clock games, and we will start this game in Tennessee. Titans are taking on the Jags. Titans are 3.5-point favorites in this one. Over-under is 41 points. The Sharps, this is the Pro Joe's game, in, according to the statistics, and all statistics were pulled from the Action Network app at about 10 o'clock, and all of the spreads are taken also from the Action Betting app at 10 o'clock. I usually do the spreads from... DraftKings, but because of the crunch time here, I just used the Action Network app for everything. So all these numbers are pulled at 10 o'clock Sunday on the 11th. So like I said, Titans, three and a half pay- three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Jags. Pros, Joes, Sharps, and 77% of the money line are on the Jags, 57% on the Titans, uh, 57% of the tickets on the Titans. I'm going to slow down here or else I'm just going to screw up the entire podcast. And the over-under is 41 points. So what are you going to do here, Chris, with the Titans hosting this, uh, I guess, a banged-up Jags team? They don't even know if uh, – I haven't heard that he's out, but Lawrence was a question mark just be, you know coming into today. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans. Yeah, so am I. I uh, I think that the Titans at home here, you know, you got to give, uh, you got to give what do you call it some credit for, you know, the coach that he is and being able to run this team. So um, I, I think that they should be able to handle the Jaguars. I, you know, the Jaguars really aren't that good of a team. They didn't uh, really come together the way that people thought they were going to come today. So, um, but at three and a half, I, I think that should be. That's actually, I'm, I'm going to spoil it right now, but that is my lock of the week. So I took Tennessee there. 
So, um, and eventually I'll figure out, oh my God, please help me with the coach's name that I just forgot. Uh, you know, Vrabel? Uh, Vrabel. Jesus Christ. <sighs> it's about to get all stupid up in here. You are a stupid asshole. Stupid That's asshole. exactly what he is. God, I suck. Why do a podcast if you can't remember these coaches' names? It's because we're crunched for time. Anyway, next game up. Seahawks, Panthers, this in Seattle. Seahawks, three and a half point favorites over Carolina. The over-under is 44 and a half. Another pros-Joes game. 82% of the money pool is on the Panthers along with the Sharps. And then 58% of the tickets. I'm going to take... I, you know, Seahawks are super banged up. They lost K-9 for this, and they also lost DJ Dallas. He's out. I think DK Metcalf, last I saw, was also banged up on the injury report. Um, I think he's playing, but I think he was banged up. Regardless, I'm going to throw the dice with the Panthers here. Sam Darnold, you know, coming back into it, has a little something going. The run game has been solid with Foreman. They're coming off a bye. And that that's all I got to say about that. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Seattle. <laughs> no, I left you hanging there because I, I just kind of ended my statement without yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. so what do you think? As I'm looking up the, the DK Metcalf news, because I, I read this morning, I believe that he is questionable, but expected to play. Expected to play, but he's banged up, right? Right. Seattle. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle. I, I just don't, I guess they're not that good, but I mean, they just keep winning. So I, I, Carolina, what, what are people expecting out of Carolina? I, I don't understand. No, I know. It, it's just Seattle just didn't look good last week in that win versus a really terrible Rams team. And things have kind of fallen apart. And, you know, they're just not the team that they looked like three or four weeks ago. And usually when they trend that way, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I'm just going to take Carolina. You know, I just, I, I think right now, I don't have anything to go with Carolina either. So, you know, two weeks ago, I would have taken Seattle in a heartbeat. Now I'm, I'm flipping and taking taking the Panthers. So Yeah, not a game I'm really going to lay money on anyway. So. No, yeah, see, I'm not focused see. on this one either. Seattle's, I'm going to go with Seattle. Yeah, all right. I'm on the uh, opposite side on that one. And we'll go from Seattle to Detroit where the Lions, crazy spread in this one if you ask me. The Lions are a two and a half point favorite over the Vikings. Over under is 51 and a half points. Now, we haven't seen 50 point spreads over unders, that is, totals in quite a while. We've got two of them this week, this being the first. 51 and a half here for Minnesota, Detroit. The game is going to be another pros, Joe's, just the opposite way. It's going to be the Lions who have the Sharps in 89% of the money pool for this one. That's a crazy number. And then the tickets are actually kind of split there. It's only 51% in favor of the Vikings. So this is like all Lions. All day. Are you hopping on that bandwagon too? No, I actually went the other way. I think the the Vikings is is one of my best bets for the week. Yeah, I have them in there too. I I don't understand the lion love here. I, I mean, did, did, am I missing something? I, I mean, did, are, uh, you're not going to want to hear what I have to say. But who's everybody... Minnesota? Who's who is, is Minnesota a sub five hundred? football club here, and I understand their defense stinks. I understand that their record is better than what the team is. But we're talking about the Lions here. Talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Oh, man. (laughs) Anyway. You should have that. You should have that tidbit. I know. I, I think I do. I think I have drops all over the place, and it's just, you know what? I 
I have to redo the soundboard uh, to get some of the new drops in there and kind of rearrange things, take take away things I don't use anymore. And I just haven't had the time. It's been a crazy 2022 with me with uh, coaching my kids sports and, uh, you know, I was coaching both kids and some other crazy shit. So I just haven't got a chance to really do the updates. But, yeah, I have it, and uh, I got to get that in there, along with a couple other ones. So, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, the Vikings, I'm going to take them. You're going to take them. Wh- what do you think? Because you're like, you don't want you don't want to hear what I have to say. Oh, just people on the radio are all talking about uh, um, at least ESPN South and all those other stupid radio stations are talking about how Detroit's defense is playing like out of their minds. <sighs> I mean, whatever. Uh, you know, uh, the Aaron Glenn defense that couldn't figure it out all fucking year all of a sudden has turned it around. I mean, granted, they're five and seven, which is you know, kudos, a little golf clap to you for getting yourself out of the goddamn cellar. But we're talking about a ten and two team versus a five and seven team. I don't, I don't understand. So anyway, we'll head over to Seattle, not Seattle, Cincinnati next, where the Bengals are going to be hosting the Browns. Bengals are five and a half point favorites over Cleveland. This game has an over-under of 46.5 points. No sharp lean. The tickets are on the Bengals. The money pool is on the Browns. So, 5.5 too much for the Bengals here? Uh, no. I, I, I was trying to think in my head, if you took the Leroy Jenkins expression... Leroy yeah. Jenkins. Can you turn that into Cincinnati Bengals? Like, Cincinnati Bengals. Guaranteed win this week. Guaranteed. All right. Well, usually, I mean, the the Leroy Jenkins, sir, uh, you know, is the complete opposite. They do their own thing and then get smashed. Yeah, I know. But you just mean it as a battle cry to the tune. As a battle, right. Correct. Of Leroy Jenkins. I got you. Correct. So you're going with the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, I see what you're doing there. Uh, I don't know. I I went to the Browns. I like the Bengals. They're not going to lose this game. Uh, It's just five and a half for whatever reason. was like, ah, maybe four and a half? I I don't know. The Bengals... Look, the Bengals are this team now in the second half. Everybody's saying is gonna is just tearing things up. I watch them like, yeah, they're good. I don't know if they're like tearing it up. Like, oh, they beat Kansas City, dude. Yeah, 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 no, no, I know. I'm not taking away from them. I'm just, you know, they're not a juggernaut. They're just a solid team that has kind of put things together in the second half. And I'm really hoping it continues that way because I got that Joe Burrow MVP pick. Isn't so, this um, this is in Cincinnati, right? This is in Cincinnati, correct? Yeah, I mean they just beat Kansas City in there. I don't know, it could be a letdown, could be whatever. I, I just I think they're divisional Vegas game. Is, I, I just think a closer divisional game. Vegas is begging you to bet Cincinnati. You think? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think. I, yeah. I, I actually think it's a pretty fair line to be honest. Five and a half. Um. I just thought it might have been a point lower. But anyway, uh, you're going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to take the Brownies. So now we head to East Rutherford, where the Giants are going to be hosting the Eagles in what you'd like to think is a big NFC East battle. Uh, Unfortunately, the Giants suck. Uh, They had a phenomenal front end of the year where they were winning games they shouldn't have, and everything was going right, and it has slowly tanked. 
here over the past couple of weeks. And now the Eagles are going to be going into New Jersey, face off against the Giants as a seven and a half point favorite. The over under is 44 and a half points, 44 and a half points. And the tickets are split. But the money is not. The money's coming in on the Giants, believe it or not. 81% on New York in this one. Uh, The Sharps are going to lean toward Philadelphia, and that's all she wrote. I'm going to end up leaning toward Philadelphia, too. Seven and a half is a lot of points for a division game, and especially since I just said the Bengals-Browns division game might be a closer fought battle, and I'm going against that here because I don't even care about the division. It's just the Giants, I think, are that bad. I don't think they're that bad. I, I think mean, they, they I, I think they play hard. I just don't think they're a good football team. Now they they might be out. Barkley this week. Leonard Williams isn't playing. Uh, I, you know, no dice for me. Uh, I just the Eagles are a good football team. The weather might be a factor. It sounds like you're going to end up picking the Giants just by that comment. I I am yeah. I'm going to take the Giants seven and a half. I you're right. The Eagles are a very good football team, and and the Giants aren't nearly as good as their record shows. But, I mean, they were in a do-or-die game last week coming up against an opponent who beat Philadelphia who was on a five-game winning streak, and they played their hearts out, man. Yeah, you know, I haven't given the Giants enough credit for the season, and seven and a half for a division game is a lot of points, right? And initially, like, I kind of wanted to go with New York, and I can't do it. I can't do it because I watch the team week in and week out, and I'm just never impressed. And, And the Daniel Jones thing, I mean... People keep trying to talk it up, and I just can't see it. I can't see it. I know that next year they're going to be screwed because there's really no quarterbacks to replace them with. So I'm hoping that they franchise or transition them rather than sign them to a big deal. But, God, he's just not the quarterback that's going to get you to the promised land. Sorry. Uh, but he might be the quarterback that gets you to 7.5 points, which is where you are leaning. I, unfortunately, am not. Chiefs heading into Denver. Broncos are going to be an 8.5-point dog in this one. 44.5 is the over-under. The Sharps and 59% of the money pool is in on Denver, while 66% of the Chief, uh, of the tickets are on the Chiefs, making it a pros-Joes game. So... Joes are going with the Chiefs, eight and a half points, a lot of points. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I, I'm i surprised that it's eight and a half. You think it should be more? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, Denver's really bad. They're, they're, they're some sort of. Corlin Sutton out this week, so they're, they're losing more of their wide receiver core. Yeah, they're hurting in all sorts of ways, man. That team, they'll be better next year. Give give Russ, Russell Wilson won't be this bad next year. He'll he'll settle in a little more, and their players, their offense will get healthy. And well, they'll guaranteed have some, to have a new coaching staff, so we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, they'll get somebody's going to want to go in there and and coach. Uh, you know, losing Javante Williams really hurt too. I mean, they, they everything fell apart for them. Yeah, for sure. And now I wonder, DeMarco, D'Amico Ryans, possibly, maybe he could be a coaching candidate. I know, I can't believe it myself. You know, last year they were talking about him in the playoffs being a coaching candidate. I was like, this guy just 
fucking got here. He just got here in a deep coordinator. But now with this Jeff Saturday garbage where it's like, yeah, well, you can be an ESPN analyst one week and then the head coach the next week. What's it going to prevent so, anybody from giving any Joe Schmo a, you know, a head coaching job? And now that that Ryan pissed Joe Schmo. a lot of people off. Well, it should have. It should have. Yeah. And he shouldn't have taken the job. You know, and then last week he got destroyed in Dallas, and it's like, well, yeah, this is why. This is what this is what happens. You know, but anyway, so Salah, not Salah. Salah was the old uh, coordinator that was on fire, and then he ended up getting a job with the Jets, and now D'Amico Ryans is the new Aaron Schefter. Hey, look at this guy. He's going to be the Yeah, but Salah coached for a long time. Oh, yeah, way, I mean, way more than, way more than, what do you call it? Way more than Ryans. Yeah, you know, but you're seeing this now where you know they're kind of throwing caution to the wind. You know, look at Colorado now taking prime time after three years of coaching uh, Jackson State. Correct? I got the right college, right? The Jackson State to Colorado. Jackson State to Colorado, right? So, and it's kind of like, look. <laughs> prime time was a great player, and he's definitely got it done um, at a certain level of college football play. Uh, you know, is it going to work? You know, D one at a big, bigger program. I, I mean, I don't know. But at least he put three years anymore. in. I mean, at least he put three years in at uh, uh, at Jackson State. Yeah, no, it, it's not that. It's just it, it's three years. I mean, how many coaches you know that uh, worked at a lower level of college football after three years are going to get a Colorado job? Oh yeah, no, they're they're just. They're they're praying. Colorado's praying that his name's going to bring uh, refer um, recruits. Recruits, right? And then, but even like you know, let's say like Saban, what he did with that Alabama program, he was a lifer coach, right? It's like Saban was a lifer coach, and then he, he went was, to Alabama and he got and he got all the recruits because he went there. But um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if recruits are the only thing that makes it, but. You know, for Colorado, they're hoping that it's going to be recruits and then the rest will follow. Unless, you know, primetime is that good of a coach or he, he here's a, put here's a, a staff. Here's a trivia for you. Uh, with 100 yards today, DK Metcalf can be, become the fifth player in NFL history to have 900-plus receiving yards and five-plus receiving touchdowns in each of his first four seasons. The first player ever? No, the fifth. Oh, fifth. 900 yards, five touchdowns? Five-plus touchdowns. Okay. Do you want to guess any of them? Uh, Randy Moss? One. Torrey Holt? Nope. Uh, five years. How many? Five years? Four, uh, fifth player in the first four seasons. First four seasons. <sighs> I don't think Jerry Rice hit that. It would have to be. Uh, you're thinking. You're thinking way too old. No, no, no. I know. Well, I'm trying to go forward. Well, Tory Holt isn't that old. What about somebody like no. Andre Johnson? Nope. That's what I thought too. Nope. Uh, see, Reggie Marvin Harrison. Nope. Uh, man. I'll give you a team. Bengals. Chad Johnson. Nope. Jesus. All right, I don't know. Just give me the... I Well, I got one. I got my first one. Randy Moss, which is... Yep. Like, go figure. It's Randy Moss. Right? AJ Green. AJ Green. All right. 
Saints. Uh, okay, so first five years. With four years. First four years. Uh, it's, uh, it's not going to – Joe Horn? Nope. Marquise Colston? That's what I thought too. Nope. I don't know. Michael Thomas. Really? Yep. Wow. And what a screwy stat this is. These the are not last, legendary people. The last one, you're, I'll be impressed if you get. Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, Mike Evans. Mm, nope. No? Because he's had a phenomenal statistical uh, career. Yards, not touchdowns. God, over there... Uh, first five years, Galloway went there at one point, but he came from Chicago. He came from uh, Dallas. Um, who oh, that's that? who it was. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he started on them. Oh, it was Galloway. Yeah. Oh, maybe he went from Bucks to Cowboys. Maybe I'm flipping it. Maybe it's my CTE screwing me up. I don't know. Uh, well, it wouldn't be CTE. That would just be memory Yeah, loss. so Rand- Randy Moss, A.J. Green, Michael Thomas, Joey Galloway. Wow. <laughs> what a screwy conglomerate of receivers. What a weird stat that is. All right. right. Um, I don't want to I don't want to take up too much more time, so let's get back to it here because I don't want to lose you. Um, all right, so we're both going to go Chiefs there. Let's go back to the docket. Cowboys hosting the Texans, 17.5 points. In favor of Dallas, uh, everything on Dallas, it's a trifecta game. The over-under is 44.5 points. Uh, this is a Texans, uh, t- pick them and hold your nose. I said this the other week and they got smoked. They also have nobody playing for them this week. Nico Collins is out. Uh, what's his, Brandon Cooks is out. Stingley is out. So I don't even know. And you have Lovey Smith as your coach, so they'll probably lose by 30, but I'm still picking Texans in 17.5 points. Yeah, I am too. It's just it's the highest spread of the year. It's it's just way too many points. I love you, Smith's got to get canned at the end of this year, right? Sure, of course. Yeah, what else? I mean, he got hired. He got hired knowing they weren't going to be good. So, if I was him, I would have been like, "Listen, I need it built into my contract that if this team goes one in seventeen, I don't get fired." Yeah, who that? What owner's going to do that? What owner's going to do that? I mean, the talent they had—they're horrible. They—they they, yeah, they really have on, no talent. They really have no talent. But they have been tanking hard for a long time. But they have a lot of draft picks, so you know, we'll see if they turn it around next year. But as for this year, I'm just hoping that they get by under 17 and a half points for Week 14. 49ers are going to be hosting the Bucks. This should be a great game, one would think. But I kind of think it's just a 49er locker room. 49ers, three-and-a-half-point favorites. 37 is the over-under. The Sharps are going to lean into Tampa Bay while the tickets are on the 49ers, 59%, and the money is rather split. 1% lean toward the 49ers. So, I don't know. I'm going to pick the 49ers here in the three-and-a-half. Yeah, me too. I I don't care, Brock Purdy's. uh, Everybody said it after the game last week. I, I don't care. Who you stick in there at quarterback? Like Trey Lance was a weird fit. For, is a weird fit for that offense. Unfortunately, I don't think he's ever gonna have his job there. He's he's a running quarterback, and that's not what that 
that that team needs. They just need a game manager, as Jimmy Garoppolo showed you for so long. So uh, Purdy will be fine. That team will be fine. Yeah, and Buccaneers just don't look good to me, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So now they got to go cross country and face off against the 49ers, who've got a great defense. So we're both in agreement, 49ers and the three and a half there. Uh, then we get to the Bills-Jets. We're all over the place in terms of 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games. So this is the Bills hosting the Jets. Bills, 9.5 point favorites here. 43 is the over-under. No sharp lean. The money money and the tickets are both in on the Jets. Tickets more so at 64% to the money pool, 54%. Um, I don't know. What are you going to do here with the 9.5 points for this AFC East battle? I'm um, take Buffalo. I think Buffalo is just about ready to roll, and I and I think that the Jets are really losing to them a couple weeks ago. I don't think that that left a good taste in their mouth. And I, I mean, they just went into New England and hammered New England. Oh, New England quit. That 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 second half of that game was atrocious. Yeah, that was was pretty bad. So I I I'm with the I'm with the Bills. I. I said in the beginning of the year I'm going to bet the Bills until they they cause me harm and and then they cause me harm and now all of a sudden they're back to looking like, you know, Allen looks healthy again and I, they're going to be tough to beat if Allen's fully healthy. Yeah, they're definitely tough out. I just think the nine and a half points for me, I, you know, the Jets, this is a tough, tough ask for the Jets because the Jets just went across into Minnesota and then played them, played them hard. Now they got to come back and then go up to Buffalo and play Buffalo, who's probably one of the top three teams in the, in the league, uh, away in their own home on their own home field. And you know, I, I just nine and a half points. I think might be a little too much. So I'm going to take New York in that one. So I'm going to take the Jets. You're going to take the Bills. That leaves us to our last game of the one and the fours. That's the Steelers hosting the Ravens. Steelers. One-and-a-half-point favorite. Who would have thunk that the Steelers, uh, who started the year really horrifically, have kind of pieced together an okay season at 5-7? and seven. Kenny Pickett coming around, and now they're actually going to be one-and-a-half-point favorites over the AFC North uh, leading Ravens uh, here. So Steelers one-and-a-half, 36-and-a-half is the over-under. The Sharps and the tickets are on the Steelers, just barely on the ticket side at 53%, and then 79% of the money pool is on the Ravens. So what are you, what are you thinking here with the Steelers being favored here against Baltimore? Granted, it's not Lamar Jackson. They're getting Hundley today. Yeah, Ravens' defense is horrible. Yeah, it's not good, right? And and the Steelers' defense is, has been playing lights out. I At least lights out to an extent that compared to what they were playing. So like, I, I just, I Pittsburgh, I, I I'm hard pressed to pick them, but TJ Watts, very good. Yeah. You've been talking about Watt, you know, uh, for a couple of weeks now, you always mention his name and it's true. Their defense is much better with him and they have played good. You know, Pickett started to come around. You know, you had Pickens uh, blowing up on the sidelines. That was last week, right? Yeah. Because he wanted the damn ball, and obviously Tomlin was like, I don't care. You know, he wants the ball, and I'm happy that he's got energy and, and, and passion. So, right. but, you know, the Ravens, I, you know, things. it's funny because the Ravens beat the Bucks on that Thursday night game, and you were kind of thinking to yourself, ah, here it is. Baltimore's starting to put it together. This is going to look strong toward the end. And now 
I kind of look back at that game and I'm like, wow, Tampa Bay really sucks this year. So <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers as well. I'm going to take the Steelers here to win at home. Uh, and that will do it for all of the ones and the fours, which brings us to Sunday Night Football, where we will be seeing, I guess, what's a good game? I don't know how to quite categorize it. It's Dolphins in Los Angeles to face off against the Chargers. I guess the only reason I don't think it's a great game is the Chargers have had a really off year. But... You know, the game means a lot to the Dolphins, and it means something to the Chargers, too. So, I guess it's a pretty solid bout here in Los Angeles. Dolphins are going to be the road favorite here by 3.5. 54.5 is the over-under. So, they are looking for points in this one, baby. Like I said, there were 250 over 50 totals this week. This is the second. The first being the Lions-Vikings that we talked about earlier. But... Right now, the Sharps and the tickets are leaning in on Miami while 68% of the money pool is in on the Chargers. So, I'm not sure what to do with this game. You have the battle of uh, McDaniels versus Staley. I, I don't, you know, I don't like Staley as a coach. Uh, I, I think he kind of stinks. I, I don't know what to make of McDaniels yet. Uh, Dolphins have had a better year than I thought they were going to have. Two has looked better than I thought he was Herbert has not looked as good you know Herbert hasn't had all of his players yeah I know I know I just I don't, I'm not sold on the Dolphins season but I, I gotta give them a little bit more credit I watch the games and I'm kind of like ah you know they, they don't really super impress me but you know when they need points they get it in a hurry um you know the defense is horrific so you know, this one, the Los Angeles, the thing that, oh man, I really want to take the Dolphins. I just have, I struggle with that cross country and going with Tua on a Sunday night game. But then if I don't take them, I'm going to take the Chargers, who just not had a great year. Yeah, I mean, they've lost. They really shouldn't have lost to the Raiders. That really threw their, I mean, they went, they're six and six now. They, you know, that's seven and five. They should not have lost. I mean, they, they should lo- lose to the 49ers. They barely lost to the 49ers. They barely lost to the Chiefs. They got smoked by the Seahawks. Uh, they've had such a weird season, man. Yeah, I, but, you know, the Dolphins haven't really beat up on good teams. I mean, let's go, I don't know, let, let's start with um, I don't know, week seven. I mean, that's... That's plenty enough time. Week 7, they're coming off a loss in Week 6 to the Vikings, and then the Dolphins beat the Steelers by 6. They beat the Lions the week after that by 4. They beat the Bears the week after that by 3. Then they thump the Browns, which is like whatever. Week 11 is a bye. Then they beat the Texans by 15, and they lose to San Francisco last week on the road to a Garoppolo-less San Francisco squad. Yeah, I said before during our pod last week, if if you're going to – if two is going to win league MVP, he's going to have to beat San Francisco, and they got smoked. Yeah, it didn't happen. Yep. So, you know, I don't know. I I, I think I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. Uh, I guess it's more of a lack of faith 
vote in the Dolphins because, I mean, they're only getting three and a half, and I think they're the better team. I, I struggle with it, but I'm just going to take the Chargers here. I took the Chargers, too. I actually have Chargers in some of my bets, too. Uh, oh, no, I, I'm not going that far, but I did take uh, the Chargers here uh, and that. So we're both on the side of Los Angeles, leaving only one more game to talk about, and that is a awful Monday night football game. Patriots going into Arizona, facing off against the Cardinals. Pats are road favorites here by one and a half. 43 and a half points is the over-under. Sharps leaning in on the Cardinals. Tickets and money in on New England. So, I don't know. I have no interest in this game in any way, shape, or form. I think both these teams, while not bottom-of-the-barrel shitty, I, I just... They're nothing. Like, they're going to do nothing in the playoffs. Don't care about this game to end the week of all things. I actually had this written down as one of our two big games to talk about. Really? How so? No. No. Oh, not really. Jesus. Not not really. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to give it to myself again. stupid asshole. That's exactly what he is. Ugh. It's about to get all stupid up in here. That guy is a disgrace to the uniform. Enough. I suck. All right. I should have read that as the guy who likes to value his uh, assessment of comedic uh, comedians, comedic timing. I like to. I'm a comedy aficionado. I just can't pull it off myself, nor can I read it when my brother blatantly lays it on thick. So, anyway, back to the game at hand. Pat's Cardinals. I don't, I don't even care. You want to talk about it at all? Sure. I mean, I, 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 well, we don't talk about that that much. I just, I, I picked New England because I think they have a good enough defense to stop Arizona. I, that's it. Okay. And then, can I throw this one at you? Then the team quit last week. I, I mean, that that they second quit. half was horrific. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if I'm not mistaken, are they even? They're, they're barely in on the playoff picture here. They are. I mean, but barely, right? For a wild card. For a wild card, right? Now, where are the wild card standings? I'll tell you in two seconds as I... Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans are the division leaders. Bengals, Dolphins, Jets are the wild cards right now. And then on the bubble is Pats, Chargers, Browns, Steelers. Uh, Yeah, they're they're one game out. So they're one game out. So, and meanwhile, on the flip quit. side, I, the Cardinals are not. The Cardinals are out of it. So, no, I don't think they're going to quit. It, 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 it's not that. It's just, I, I don't think the Patriots are that good. I, I'm picking the Cardinals here just because I saw nothing out of the Patriots last week that would make me think that they're going to go on the road here in a big spot and all of a sudden put up a better performance. King, the only, the only thing I'll agree with you about Arizona all year long is, is that with the amount of talent on that team, Kingsbury should be fired because they are just littered with talent everywhere. Yeah, that guy sucks as a coach. I mean, I mean, he's not Lovey Smith bad, but he's not good. He's an offensive coach, and what is their offense rank? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't have the rankings up, but no, I'm just I'm I'm saying it, you know, rhetorically. But we all know it's not top. 10, you know. Oh no, not at all. Uh, I wonder if I could just do a quick refresh here. I do know that I do know that. that he I do know that like Kyler Murray ranks somewhere in the top 10 for for 
pass attempts and he I think he statistically is like in the bottom ten for completion percentage and, and yards. He's just he just doesn't Arizona's offense is 29th DBOA. I just did the refresh yeah. for this week. You know, New England's 24th. So I mean, they're also crappy. Yeah, but no, you would you have ever guessed that that offense you look at on New England would be ranked ahead of that? Oh offense yeah, no, on no, not at all. Right to that point, of course. It's disgusting. Yeah, I, you know what's crazy. <laughs> Both the Patriots and the Chargers, who have had terrible years, are, are fighting against basically the Jets for the final wild card. And the Browns are still in there, too. I, I mean, this final wild card is going to be the shittiest wild card on the planet. Well, maybe not as bad as the NFC one. But. So the what? I'm sorry, I couldn't really hear you. I said the final wild card for the AFC is going to be a shitty team, but probably oh, yeah. not as yeah. bad as the NFC, which is even shittier. As the six and seven seeds, which are the last two wild cards in the NFC, are the Giants and the Seahawks. And fighting them right now is basically the Washington Commanders. Well, Washington, I really thought was going to go on a tear, like an end of season tear, and really take shit over, and they just. They really didn't look that good last week. I mean, it is amazing that the Giants are such a poor team playing so bad, and they have like a little bit of cushion here. Well, not a lot, but a little bit. Anyway, let's get back to Sunday Night Football. Pats, Cardinals. Uh, you're taking the Pats. I am going to take the Cardinals here. And Dude, how is it possible now that there's seven teams that a whole division can get in? It's wild to me. You're talking about the NFC East because Washington's not in it. Wait, or what am I missing here? No, they could. About? Oh, they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they could. It's well, because, possible now with seven teams that a whole division can get into the playoffs. Yeah, because, okay, let's say that the commanders get in there, and so you're talking about the Eagles as the you know one seed, probably the best seed team in football. The Cowboys, which is probably a top five team in football right now, and they're going to have to be a wild card if they don't win the division. And then you have the Giants and Washington, who basically, Washington's on, on, a, on a mini tear here, and the Giants started off the season at 7-2. and two, And now they've been 0-2-1 over their past three. So, But they're going up against Seattle, who is terrible. Uh, you know, uh, Kudos to Pete Carroll for getting them to 7-5. and five. And then after that, you have the Lions, who stunk at the beginning of the year. The Packers, who have just had a miserable year, uh, catching on a little bit recently. And those teams are 5-7 and seven and 5-8. and eight. And after that, it's the Falcons at 5-8, and eight, and Cardinals at 4-8. and eight. That, That's why that division is in there, is because the NFL this year has been so mediocre. It really has been a bad year of football. I love the NFL. It's great. We had this conversation in, in podcast past. It just hasn't been good football. And there's not a lot of good football teams out there. And there's really, actually, terrible teams this year. Like, really terrible teams. Like, the Rams are a terrible team. The Broncos are a terrible team. The Raiders are a terrible team. You know, the, the Falcons have played one, but they're a terrible team. You know, the Colts yep. are a terrible team. Jaguars, I don't think, are a good team. You know, Panthers are a terrible team. Saint, you know, I mean, Saints have a bad record, but I think they actually play okay. There's just a lot of bad football teams this year. You know, and the Browns have not been good this year either. So, anyway, um, but that's how the NFC East gets in there. 
It's just bad football and, uh, you know, good starts by the Giants and the Washington going on a, on a tear here. You know, kudos to Washington because they've had, really had nothing to play for. Terrible stadium. Markets in, in, in flux with the whole Schneider thing. You got Ron Rivera, who, I, you know, earlier in the year was cursing at people. Taylor Heineke coming off the bench after the uh, disaster of the Carson Wentz experiment. So that's it uh, for the NFL Week 14 docket. And so let's kick it off with our bets. And I'm not going to go through the performance review, but Chris, I will give you kudos because you had a good week last week. You did go 10-5 and five on your picks. Uh, your super picks were 3-2. and two. How'd you do with your bets? The par- I hit the parlay. You did hit the parlay. All right. So in the end, yep. you were starting off with about like 82.50 or something to that end. Did you end up positive on the week? No, I, I lost because the uh, Kansas City losing to Cincinnati cost me like 500 bucks. Oh, man. You know what? That, uh, that game was okay in my regard. The game that killed me was the Baltimore game. Yeah, the Baltimore game hurt me. That was what cost me my teaser. Yeah, the Baltimore was killer. But I actually split my teasers into two when I hit one of I hit one of the two and that actually put me over our initial $10,000 bankroll. So I am positive nice. on the year. Look at that. Look at the boy go. It only took 14 weeks to go there. So if you've been betting with me, you, I finally got you there. And I'll lose it all for you in the final couple of weeks here. So we will uh, start off with our best bets. I know I gave mine already, so I was Tennessee. And what are you going to do for your best bet? Minnesota. Minnesota is going to be Christmas. So, in terms of the Super Contest, who did you take? Did you throw Minnesota in this time, or are you still trying to hedge? Nope, I'm trying to hedge. Uh, I'm going to go Cincinnati, Buffalo, Seattle, 49ers, and the Chargers. So, oh, there's the Chargers that you were talking about earlier. So, uh, as for me, I also have San Francisco... I also, nope, I don't. The San Francisco is the only team that I have that is the same as you. I ended up taking my best bet, which was Tennessee. I put in Philadelphia against the Giants. I put San Francisco, like we just mentioned. Minnesota, which is your best bet, so we're thinking alike there. And then I took Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh at home there versus the Baltimore team. And so those are our five Super Contest picks. Next up is Parlays. I'll start that one. I took the first three of my Super Contest. Tennessee, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. Philadelphia Philadelphia obviously is a little shaky, having a big road favorite there, but I'm going to take it anyway. Don't care. So Tennessee, Philly, and San Francisco for me. So I'm going to go Cincinnati. I'm going to use my Minnesota best bet, and then I'm going to use the 49ers. I the 49ers. I'm just every week. I'm I'm just I'm hammering them, and they just every week they keep getting these spreads that are reasonable, and they keep covering. Yeah, it's true. I, that, that's why I took San Francisco here. Yeah, I mean, look, there is a fear factor that Brady has a monster game because it's Tom Brady uh, and things don't go right on the offensive side of the ball for San Francisco. But I think Shanahan's an accomplished enough coach that he, he'll try to limit any downfall that uh, Purdy might have. So I'm with you in San Francisco there. So we got at least one of our parlays together. We'll kick it off to teasers. And where are you going to go with that one? So I'm going to use Dallas, and I'm going to bring it down to 11. I'm going to jack Minnesota up to 8.5. 
I'm going to bring Kansas City down to three, and then I'm going to jack uh, the the Chargers up to nine and a half. Well, I got good news for you in terms of Kansas City because of the line adjustment. That'll be two and a half now. So nice. you're under the three. Nice. Yeah, so you're going to do a four-team Dallas, Minnesota, Kansas City, and the Chargers. I will start mine with the one that we have the same, which is Kansas City. And then I was looking at three to pick two of, Philadelphia, Buffalo, or Cincinnati to go along with Kansas City. I definitely am going to go with Philadelphia, so I'll do Kansas City, Philadelphia, and that leaves me with either Buffalo or Cincinnati to pick. Do I want to take Cincinnati by half a point at home versus Cleveland or Buffalo by three and a half versus the Jets at home? You know, I... I really don't care about that three and a half, but it makes it silly to me not to just take the Cincinnati as the pick them there if I like Cincinnati anyway. So I'm going to go Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and Kansas City as my three. And that puts everybody under a, a you know the three points to get the win. So that's what I did with my teaser. Uh, as for prop bets, where I think you actually you hit last week, it was Poyer, four and a half, and he had five tackles. Poyer, four and a half, yes. Yeah, yes. there you go. So, cha-ching for you. Yet again, Chris is in the lottery with his picks in terms of the prop bets. So, what are you going to do this week? I would have hit the Edmonds one, too, but they didn't play him in the first quarter. Well, you know, if fans are butts, candies and nuts, my friend. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, so prop bet this week is going to be your boy, Julian Love, six and a half tackles. Monster season out of him. Monster season out of him. Yeah. An IDP, uh, standard. So if you're, you know, playing safeties or, or whatever defensive backs, he's had a great year in terms of tackle. Six and a half is a lot. Six and a half is a lot. Yeah. But I just, I'm, I'm, I'm basing that off of Philly's offense. Okay. Uh, well, I went a different route. I went on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm going to take Najee Harris, and I'm going to take his rushing attempts. It's at 13 and a half, and I'm going to go over. I know he was banged up a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, 13 and a half. He hasn't had a great year, but here facing off against Baltimore, who doesn't have a good offense. I mean, a good defense. I think I could see Tomlin trying to control the ball a little bit, then do some play action with Pickett, try to get an old-school, formulaic offense going here, trying to get the W against Baltimore. And if that's the case, I could see Harris notching in maybe 18, 19 carries. So I'm going to go over the 13.5 in terms of uh, rushing attempts for Najee Harris. That's my prop bet. And that brings us to where are... My money, no, where our money is, where our money is. Jesus, end is end like we started, not super strong. Well, not you, me. Uh, anyway, uh, our gambling. Like I said, I am actually over. I am at a bankroll of ten thousand four hundred and fifty. So I am positive on the year, and let's see if I can just bring that down to even. As I am going to do one bet and one bet only. We're going to do one hit, one hit only. We are doing the teaser: Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Kansas City. 450 on that for me. That'll bring my bankroll down to an even 10,000. So going into week 15, I will be where I started. And if it hits, then boom, we've got a little bit of a little bit more play money to have uh, fun with going forward. But the teasers is what's gotten me here, and so I'm going to ride that out, and that's what I'm doing. 
That's it. That's it. That's it, man. I I I I want to be a winner. Right, uh, beginning of the year, we were toying around with a whole bunch of stuff, and I, you know, I tried to do, you know, prop bets and prop bet teasers or prop bet uh, parlays and parlays and teasers, and I'm trying to put everything on top of each other, and it's just gotten to the point, at least for me, where over the past couple of weeks, what I've seen as great investments have been the teasers, because the teaser legs have really been coming in pretty strong, especially the games that look good. They've actually cashed, right? Which is why you've seen you know a, a little bit of a, of a swing here with teaser legs going up. And so you know, I just wanna I want to get more. And right now, Philadelphia they got a win in New York. That's a lock. Cincinnati, they got a win at home versus Cleveland. That's a lock. I'm saying that now with, you know, Deshaun Watson, who's going to go off for like 350 yards. Uh, and Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, you know, winning by less than a field goal uh, versus uh, Broncos. Get out of here. So I like those three, 450. That's it for me. That's it. I want to win. Sure. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> starting at the top. I got a money line straight bet on the Chargers. That's a hundred to win two fifty. I got a hundred dollars on Buffalo with the spread nine and a half to win two hundred. What I'm gonna do? Uh, two hundred on the nine and a half. No, a hundred to win two hundred. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, Buffalo nine and a half money line parlay, hundred and fifty to cash out seven hundred. That's going to be Minnesota, Cincinnati, and the 49ers. Uh, I mean, I like that for sure. Yeah. Because we both picked Minnesota, so. Yep. And then I'm going to use my teaser that I spoke about before with Dallas, Minnesota, Kansas City, and the Chargers. That's 100 to win 400, six-point tees. And then to my prop bets, I'm going to take 50 to win a hundred on all of these. That's going to be Julian Love tackles six and a half over. That is going to be Josh Allen passing yards two fifty and a half over. That's going to be Jarek McKinnon rushing yards wow. nineteen nineteen and a half over. McKinnon, what a funky, what a funky prop bet. I just think they're going to crush them, and they're going to eventually just run the ball. Run, 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 run. <clears throat> and then I got T. Higgins receiving yards, 69 and a half over. 69. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. That's it. All right. So your prop bets where it's been love over tackles, Allen over yardage, McKinnon over rushing yardage, and Higgins over receiving yardage. I'm thinking about that money line parlay. So Minnesota to win, Cincinnati and San Francisco, and you were what were you what were you getting in terms of odds there, or multiplier, or however you want to do it? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It was like plus four and change. No, I'll put a hundred bucks on that. I, I I like that because I do like the Minnesota one. So I'll, I'll ride that with you. Minnesota, Cincinnati, and San Francisco all just to win. And then I'll put 100 on that. So that'll bring me down to uh, 9900. Nine, 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 zero, zero. 
Yeah, so 150 to cash out 700. That's what it was last night. I don't know what it was this morning. Yeah, well, whatever it is, I, I I like that. So I'll do my teaser, and then I'll do that, and that gives me at least two bets in for the week. So, uh, which is better than uh, one bet, right? Uh, so be it. So, all right, and away we go. We go to do our Sunday extravaganzas of this, that, and the rest. So enjoy the rest of your Sunday, Chris. All the rest of you out there. Best of luck with your bets, and we will talk to you next week. Give the family all, and I know I owe you some Christmas gift ideas. I have not forgot about it, I swear. Oh, it's it's okay. We ordered some things off your, your wife's list. Okay. All right, perfect. So enjoy your Sunday. Uh, give me a call later on today, this week, whatever. And the rest of you, peace out. Adios. See you.